This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kyrie is a really good basketball player, one of the best basketball players we've ever seen. But with this current version of the Nets right now, don't need them. Don't need them. You they are better. Wanna, you, they, they are better. Like, and that's not a lie to say. The, the num- numbers don't lie. Men lie. Women lie. Numbers don't. Uh, SNY put up the numbers just in this early season with Kyrie, without. And then also the fact that as much as some of his teammates might love him, his teammates might respect him. He is a huge distraction. You mentioned that Bulls game. I've been saying he sold in that Bulls game. And maybe he didn't mean to sell, but he was a shell of himself. He had four points. He was turning the ball over. They had to sit him down. He couldn't get it done. And that was because the noise was so loud. You could clearly see he was affected. And now Kyrie's nowhere to be found. So I'm using that to segue into this. Alex, if you can cue up some of the uh, protest pictures from last night. I did not go to the game. Evan Roberts went to the game, though, and he was texting me. Um, positive thing about the game last night. He said, Keith, I've been to a bunch of these games as of you. There's not that many Knicks fans in here. He's like, they're here. Of course, it's New York, but they're not taking over our arena. Before he got into the arena, I mean, there was a lot going on. So Nets Daily, despite everything, a losing record, Kyrie, Nash firing, ETC. The Nets have sold out six of their seven home games this season and have filled 99.2% of Barclays on average which is currently 10th in the league. Everyone's going to these games. They're selling out. They tried to float a narrative about season ticket holders not uh, re-upping. Yeah, I wouldn't re-up either if Kevin Durant requests a trade and you don't know who's going to be on the team. And the prices go up. And the prices, of course, go up. That's business. That's part of the plan. But I'll say this. The only game that wasn't a sellout that was 89% was that Pacers game the night that Kyrie got on the podium and was talking about everything else, but like, I don't know, getting mad at Nick Friedel and not apologizing and, and saying what he said. And with him not apologizing, him not being visible, him playing the background. I spoke to you guys about the quote that he had about they're not going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to hijack my voice. He said that last year around the anti-vax stuff. And since he said that, the anti-vax people protest um, in front of Barclays. Opening night last year, I was in the middle of that scrum. I physically saw those people with my own eyes. They were chanting, free Kyrie, uh, my body, my choice. (laughs) Like that went on. And then that led to what we saw yesterday with this protest outside of Barclays Center. If you went to the game and you're in the chat, let us know if you saw them. I know it wasn't as big, but I'll say this. Barclays Center from 2020 with the Black Lives Matter protest. And uh, just anytime there is a movement or protest, 
Barclays Center out front is a hub for it. That is where people meet. I swear it's like Facebook groups plot on these like secret protests and they send the time and date. And these people come out of anywhere. You could take a train from anywhere and get there. And one of those things popped up tonight. And I figured it would, but it is it is super concerning and um, distracting and just not good that now we have people that are anti-Semitic showing up to Brooklyn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Basically saying, like, let Kyrie play and some other things. Alex, if you can find the uh, Laura Laura Albany's tweet um, or the screenshots from her tweet, she actually had some pictures of them out there in front of the We Belong Here sign. It's not, it wasn't that big of a group, but it's still a group of about I don't know, 10 people with signs, with, uh, you know, anti-Semitic messages. Evan Roberts is on WFAN. I don't know if I could, I'm, I don't know. They should be in the, uh, in the notes. Alex is working on it. But Evan Roberts opened up Carton and Roberts, the number one radio show in New York, talking about this protest today. And I, I said to the guys, I'm like, we got to talk about it because it did happen. The New York Post did report on it. Laura Albanese reported on it, and uh, it's real. So what are you guys thinking now, right? We've got protests outside the arena. Luckily, the Nets go on a West Coast road trip. But it, it's unfortunate that our Jewish fans, and even if you're not Jewish, our fans are showing up to the arena to see basketball, and they're hearing guys say stuff like the so-called Holocaust and Kyrie this and Kyrie that. It's like, how did we get here? Well, Kyrie got us here. That's number one. Just like Kyrie got you in those situations. He's the common denominator in everything. That's why, you know, we're talking about um, the list or whatever it is, the conditions for him to come back without the context of multiple chances to clean it up. And he's been a bad employee now for several years. Um, You're you're missing some of the context. I I wouldn't qualify this as a protest. Really, It was a handful of dudes. I've seen these dudes on the subway for years you know uh and in new york what's the what's the vibe when you see something like that you see it you keep it pushing yeah, you <laughs> and just go on so uh but until there's a definitive resolution with Kyrie's situation this will be a subplot um uh, of the the team it just will be you know lebron tweeted out what he tweeted out t- today about how you know Kyrie deserves to play and 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 i look i i i I don't want Kyrie never to have a chance to play again. I just, and I've been clear about this, I don't want him playing for the Nets anymore because I do believe they're a better basketball team, both for some basketball reasons and for, you know, the the, the nonsense reasons that we're, we're talking about. Until there is a definitive resolution, you know, this sort of stuff is, is going to gonna hang around. And, yeah, it, it takes away from the game. But it's also a little sensationalist, I think, to cover this as if it is – the prominent thing on people's minds or what people are actually experiencing when they're going to the game. Cause I would come out of the, the tunnel at Barclays center, see that go, all right. And, and then walk into the building to watch the game. That's yeah. Sweet. Although that's, that's, that's tough though, because I mean, there are, it, there are some people that have argued that it's not 
not everybody has that ability to be able to see something like that and be able to, you know, to shrug it off and to, you know, put their head down and keep moving. I, I, I know Jewish people who aren't worried about going to Nets games, not because of the games themselves. Um, obviously, this is seems to be a rising movement that's occurring everywhere. But the fact that it's has become now, even if it's not in a, in a large sense, a hub uh, for people to to have have this kind of demonstration, and it's it's threatening. Um, not only is it is it disrespectful and awful, but those are that that kind of rhetoric leads to and is in its nature violent. And so, honestly, the day where we can stop talking about this is is, is going to be a great day. But you know, as of right now, other than it being a distraction, it's it's really disappointing because I, I you know, there's a lot of talk about whether or not. Kyrie makes the Nets a better team if, if he comes and plays. And the reality of it is, if he was a 2K player, if you could drop him in and have all of his statistics and insert whatever 30 points per game X into the lineup, that's a better player. You don't, bet, you don't, you don't lose from having that. But it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And at the end of the day, you know, you guys are on the radio and everything, but I, I'm just a fan. And I watch this team to have to have fun and to enjoy it. And just as the Nets are starting to become a team that I really can enjoy uh, when when I watch them, you know, I'm reminded of the fact that this is something that is kind of a specter looming over every other little bit of enjoyment that I can take from the Nets. Uh, And it's just disappointing. And it makes my fan experience just a little bit worse. And it's disappointing. There's toxicity surrounding it. And and I I would Mm -hmm. vote to remove the toxicity. And look, trust me, I get it, Hudson. I, I mean, as a public figure... Um, I don't know how to even frame this. I've gotten a lot of anti-Semitic stuff thrown my way, and I'm not even Jewish because uh-huh. people see Berg at the end of my name and yeah. they just assume I'm Jewish as a result. So they're throwing like, and I'm just like, I don't even know how to. Celtics, Celtics, Celtics fans like- gave me gave me gave me a lot of that a couple years ago. Celtics fans, for whatever reason, were 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 all up about that a, a couple years ago when I was running the talk in Nets Twitter. They think you got the Jewish afro. They think you're Jewish too. <laughs> well, my, I mean, I'm laughing my whole about family it, but... is, so I guess I get it. But geez, come on. Uh, we'll move on from it. But I'm going off firsthand accounts um, from what Evan Roberts told me. They were at every door, you know, every entrance, not just the front. Mm-hmm. And then Doug Barak, who lives in Brooklyn and walks to the games, was live tweeting about it. And he's Jewish. And shout out to Doug. He's been on Talking Nets. Um, Scrolling back through his tweets to find, uh, he tweets a lot during the Nets game, so I can't find exactly what he was saying. But he's the first person that tipped me off to it last night. Like, hey, there are people out here protesting. And I like that Laura Albanese, who writes, you know, she didn't call it a protest. She called it a demonstration, which makes it seem smaller. But it's cause and effect. Why do they feel like they can show up to Barclays Center? I mean, I said it is a hub for any type of demonstration protest in the past. But they're there with an extra battery in their back because of Kyrie. Now, uh, can we pull up LeBron's tweet? LeBron's tweet today, I, I think I think this. So many people were calling on LeBron James to speak out. And he first did it on camera, on a microphone, in a post game, And he said, I don't believe in sharing hurtful information. So today, he tweeted out around 2 o'clock. I told you guys that I don't believe in sharing hurtful information. And I'll continue to be that way. But Kyrie apologized, and he should be able to play. That's what I think. It's that simple. Help him learn. But he should be playing. 
What he's asked to do to get back on the floor, I think, is excessive, in my opinion. He's not the person that's being portrayed of him. Anyways, back to my rehab session. <laughs> LeBron, right, like, LeBron. I'm just dropping in to let y'all know how I feel. But then I'm getting right out. Uh, like, don't at me. Uh, I'm not going to keep this going. Just saying what I have to say. The king has spoken. I'm out of here. 